Hey, this is John Weston with the Five Arrows Podcast. Thank you for joining us again today. I'm here with Scott Webster. How are you, sir? I'm doing amazing. Awesome. So today we're going to talk a little bit about passwords and password management. Um, kind of a part of an overall security solution. And it's something I really wanted to talk about a little bit more because, I mean, you, you know, we'll see the news of the breaches, of all the passwords that are leaked. Um, and we know, we've talked before about sharing passwords, mm-hmm. how that's bad. You know, you have this company, even like Facebook, that was storing all their passwords out in the clear. All the employees could see them. If you have the same password on Facebook as you do somewhere else, might as well know that other person has access to your other account. Right. And passwords, is you can kind of jump in anywhere with that conversation. You can, yeah. I mean, it's a really big umbrella. You can talk about why you need strong passwords. What is a strong password? How do I remember these really long, stupid passwords? Right. When I go to this website... I can't remember if I needed to use a capital letter. I don't remember if I had to use a symbol. You know, there's that whole conversation. So true. But think of all of the services and all of the the products and the tools that we use that you create an account for. You know, I just got a smart vacuum cleaner and I had to create an account with that company just to kind of set it up and put it in my house to run, you know, on Wi-Fi. That's such a good example, right? So if that thing is breached... And maybe that email address and password that I put together, they're going to test it against other tools. They're going to test it against other services. So I like this topic. Yeah, it is. It's useful for uh, home users, you know, consumers, businesses, enterprise. And there is a ton out there. I mean, there's a lot of options. Today, I'm going to keep it simple with one solution that I use, LastPass. A lot of these options, I'm sure, are available with the other password management tools. Sure. Um, this is one I use. I know it a little bit better. but So we're just going to go in and kind of talk about it. But whatever you look at, whatever you use, great. This is just – it's better to use something than nothing. So there are going to be different things as to why one might be better than the other. But you're going to kind of hit the beats of what you look for in a password manager? Right. Okay. Yeah, this is going to kind of say, hey, these are some things that are available. I'm going to use LastPass as a reference, but this is the stuff that you want to be able to do and how you kind of want to use this. Okay. Okay? So let's dive in. Um, So in LastPass, first and foremost, there are a few different versions. There is a consumer version kind of a Teams version and an enterprise version. So and I, some of these other tools, if you're going to use it as like just for yourself, sometimes they're free, sometimes there's free versions, maybe they're three bucks a month or even three bucks a year. Um, there's family versions so you can share it with somebody else. Um, and then there's ones for your teams or ones to use for enterprise. And just to give you a real quick on an enterprise or a Teams version, One advantage of that in your company is if you want to be able to make names and passwords for certain sites that you're using for purchasing or account access or whatever, the users don't necessarily have to know what those passwords are. They can enter in the name and password onto the site, but they actually never know what the password is, which means they can't access it from home or anywhere else. Right. So there's that uh, added layer of security for a business. But- Outside of all that, what we're really looking at here is 
we have a lot of passwords to remember and we want them all to be unique. Every website should be different. Mm-hmm. The way to do that using this password manager is to create one really good, <clears throat> excuse me, password. Right. It's strong. It is kind of crazy. You can remember it. Maybe it's a full passphrase like I like eating coffee, bubblegum, peanut butter toast. And it may be really long. You throw some symbols and numbers in there, but it's a phrase that you can remember. You know, there's different ways you can do that. You can just make it totally random. But once you unlock that one really hard password, right, and then you have a this management tool that allows you to save all your passwords. And what it kind of looks like is this. You go to a website. Say you go to, um, let's say Facebook. When you put in your name and password, it'll prompt you to say, do you want to save this name and password? Into LastPass. Into LastPass. Okay. Say, yeah, I do want to save it into LastPass. There's also a notes function in there. So this is where I always put in there all the security questions, right? Okay. Now, another thing... You know, and kind of talking about security, you don't want to necessarily use those security questions or real answers, right? So where do you save it? Well, put it in the notes section. Mm -hmm. So like you say, like, what street did you grow up on? You can just put a bunch of gibberish in there, copy and paste it into Facebook for the security questions. And then when you have to sign in again and need those answers, you just... Open up LastPass, and and, and it recognizes a website. So, like, the URL that you're in, it will know, oh, you're at Facebook.com. It's going to only show you that name and password for Facebook.com. So it's not like you have, like, 300 user accounts, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's not going to show you all of those. It's just going to show you the one of the site. You go there, hit edit, grab your other, you know, other security questions. You can save all that in there. You can put as if you're saving it for maybe somebody else even, right. like a, you know, a family member or you know, maybe a colleague or something else. You can put in there this is, you know, Jane's account and you know, this is their whatever. So that note section is really useful. <clears throat> if you're going in and creating a new account, like you said like for your vacuum, right? Right. So you're on their webpage and you can say, "Hey LastPass, can you generate a password for me?" Okay. So that makes it super easy. Now, I they go to like 100. And so a lot of times what I do, because I don't need to remember it, right? 100 characters? 100 characters. Okay. Uppercase, lowercase, number, symbol, right? All four character oh, yeah. sets. So if it has to be at least 12, we could dial it up to 100. Dial up to 100. So I'll throw it at 100. Now, sometimes some sites will say max is 32, max is 64, max is 16. Sure. And you'll probably know if their max is 16, you better not put anything in there that's that's important. Don't say you, like some sites. If they really limit the passwords down to like twelve or sixteen characters, to me that's a place. Yes, you can still put your credit card in, but I wouldn't save it. I wouldn't like those are kind of insecure. Just kind of as a, a side note. Okay. Um, but you just go in there and say, all right, I'm going on to my you know vacuum site, create a new account, generate a password, save password. Oh, I need to create security questions. Okay, da da da. Type it in, save it. Then that's always available. Then if you access it, like say it has an app, right? Right. So then on your app, LastPass on your phone, it will, when you install the app, LastPass can do the overlay. Okay. And you can, um, it'll, it, then it'll, it'll autofill the name and password on your app too okay. from your phone. So that way, you know, you create this crazy password. You're like, well, crap, if I'm on my phone. I can't type all I that in. Right. I don't remember what that stupid right, thing Right, because you don't even know what they are anymore, right? Right. So now it actually will fill it in for you. 
And it's like super easy. So then kind of a way to do this. So you say, all right, cool. This sounds cool. I want to start using this. Just start signing into all your sites. Download LastPass for free. Okay. It's an extension, you know, into Chrome. Making, you know, make the account, whatever. And then start signing in to all your accounts and just saving the passwords. Just start saving them. Whatever you have in there. Don't worry about changing them yet. Sure. You'll get there. Just start saving them. So that way, at least you don't have to remember them anymore. Right. right? That's done. And I just have to remember one. That's Whatever right. the last pass is, at that point, that's the only one I need to know. When I visit Facebook to log in from another another phone yep. or device, if I've got LastPass uh, on your computer, if I sit down and you have that extension on your browser, then yep. I would just put in my LastPass username and password. You or if it. I open it on my phone, it basically... And it also supports fingerprint. Okay. On the phone, which is nice. So now when there's an app update, it will normally ask you to re-enter sure. the password, but uh, and I think every 30 days. But then after that, you're putting in, you're just holding the fingerprint. So it's a biometric password that overrides everything else. Yes. And it does make it so easy. So like if you just open up an app to sign in, or even in the Chrome browser, like even if you're in the browser on your phone or Safari, you know, if you're using iOS, like... You can still the, do the autofill within the browser, okay? Which is actually kind of cool. On iOS, it does it as a as a keyboard. Um, Google used to Android used to use it as a keyboard, but now the app supports the overlay for the right. accessibility feature, and so it uses that feature. Um, but it works really well. So it's that's like a super quick and easy way. Just start loading them up. Just put in, go to all your accounts, put them all in there. Right now, I might be getting ahead of you. Does it recognize? If I have a password that is used multiple times? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what will happen, it will notify you immediately. There will be, actually be an action thing. If you click on LastPass to do an autofill, say, alert, you have a reused password. And so reused password, actually, um, it, it will notify you actively. Okay. There is another option on here, and it's great. I mean, it really is. There's a security challenge when you open it up. The security challenge, when you go to it, it'll ask you once, hey, do you want to welcome? Welcome to the security challenge. You want to do this? Sure. Show me my score. You put in your password, your LastPass password, and then it's going to come up and tell you websites that are known to have been breached. Okay. And you can, a lot of them, you can actually have it auto-update your password for you. Oh, nice. Which is, yeah, super nice. Um, so if my credit card company was involved in a data breach and my name and password may have been on there, may or may not. But may or may it, not, right. Through that service, LastPass will proactively kind of scan the whole space of passwords and will say, hey, you may have been compromised. We recommend a new password. You got it. We will generate one for you. You got it. And it'll actually open it up in a new tab all in the background, generate it, and then save it back into LastPass. Auto updates it and everything. Oh, wow. So it's actually super cool. Um, and if you do use separate email addresses, when you do like that challenge, it will ask you, hey, um, do you want us to look up all your all these email addresses to see if you were part of the breach? And okay. say, yes, I do. Because maybe you have, you know, like a spouse's or a family member's like, yeah, you know what? I wonder if theirs is a part of a breach. And then it'll tell you, it'll say, change your compromised passwords. 
So if it has like a little red triangle on it, if you need to do it, if you've done it and they're all up to date since the, if your password has been changed since the last known breach, mm-hmm. green check mark, you're oh, good okay. to go, right? Um, then it'll say change weak passwords. So then it's going to say, hey, do you have any weak passwords? Like ones are just like the really, word, really The bad. word planet? Like the, the word, word password? Planet, the word right. <laughs> exactly. Shoe? Yeah. Then Monkey? It's like, Time to change it, right? right? So it'll, it'll, and if that website offers it, you can change it automatically. Okay. Then there's the reused passwords. Um, it'll tell you right there, like, hey, um, these sites, these four, five, hopefully <laughs> no more, or 20 sites are yeah. all the same password. Launch the site, go in there, start, you know, making those changes. And then, and there's some good and bad controversy on this, but change old passwords. Um, yeah. And it is a good practice probably after a year to change your passwords. I wouldn't do it every 90 days because that's a pain in the neck. Um, But, you know, maybe once a year you kind of just clear that out. And here's the reason why. If there was a breach, you don't know about it right away. Yeah, we often find out in 2016 this happened (laughs) three years ago. Right. (laughs) Like it's like Yahoo. Like people who still use a Yahoo account, I'm like, gosh, stop. They've been breached so many times. Like, it's not even funny. Like, people just have, you know, unfettered access right. to the, to all your Yahoo accounts. Like, don't use it. Right. But it's like, but it'll tell you, like, hey, at least change your password. Um, and so it'll give you the, to change all the old passwords. And then it just gives you a ton of details after that. Um, so, yeah, it, it will, it really makes it easy to make, your password management done well. It does. I mean, it does. It does a great job. The other thing it does kind of cool is you can do form fills, right? Um, you can save your like name, address, phone number, birth date, credit card, all uh, that stuff in there securely. Right. So then, if you want to be able to easily fill out the forms online, you can do that. Now it will ask you like for your credit card. It'll still ask for your um, three digit the three digit code on the back. Okay. So you still kind of you still like need the card to do it, which is good. I mean, for right. security, but at least you don't have to type out the sixteen digits sure. every time, right? So that's that's cool. Um, and probably the other thing that it does, and the last thing um, of, of an actual, I guess, like feature, is it has secure notes. So this is like I want to create a new note of something, and they have note types: your address. So say this is like not you're like a form fill address. This is like sure. another address you want to keep. Maybe like a PO box or you know whatever. Um, credit card information in addition to your autofills, bank account information, uh, database information, driver's license, email accounts, health insurance, insurance, uh, you know PNC memberships, passport information, SSH keys, server information, social security, software license, Wi-Fi passwords, like. They have these, and so what it does, it kind of says like, um, it does a little kind of preset form for that. So you can say, oh, if it's a bank account, it's going to say bank name, account type, routing number, account number, Swift code, IBAN number, PIN, branch address. So that way, you're like, I want to keep all this information about my bank in one place because maybe, I don't know, maybe under your contacts, 
it's really convenient to put your bank name and their address into your account numbers and your routing numbers. Right. That's totally unsecure. But it's like, well, I want to have all that information because if somebody calls me or I'm, I'm signing up, you know, for an auto payment or something, like it wants which yeah. address, you know, right? If I'm logged into a website to pay a bill, uh, a new account, it's going to ask me what's the bank name, routing account, and that stuff is stored there. And I don't have to actually go digging for my checkbook right. when I'm at work and don't have it with me. Exactly. Or log into my bank and hunt <laughs> and try to, to buy try to all that information. Right. Yeah. And, right. Then you're like Googling, oh, what's my local branch's address? Because that's what they want. Right. So yeah, it, it's... um. It's a cool function. I mean, yeah, I guess a feature. It's a cool feature in there. You can easily generate secure passwords on the fly to be used somewhere else. Um, you can't have multiple Id- like identities. Um, you can have like different people that you w- do this for, and you can create like shared folders and things like that. So, it's it's a neat it's a neat program. It it's really simple to use, and there is a free version. And it's one of those things I just feel like in this time period that we're in, we we should everybody should be using password managers. Yeah, it's we kind of owe it to ourselves because there are so many places that have accounts, right? And it's kind of stupid to try to remember as many as you have, right? And all the science tells you to have different passwords and to have strong passwords, but if we're being honest, it's nearly impossible, and that's why we resort yeah. to, yep, I'm going to go with the old. 12-digit thing so that I true. use. So LastPass is one of multiple types Yeah, I mean, of- yeah, Google has one built in. Uh, Apple has their password you know, managers, and they can store all that stuff encrypted. Right. There's, you know, KeyPass. I mean, there's a ton of them out there. And not to say, I mean, some are, a lot of them are really, really great. Yeah. Um, some of them aren't. But I'd say a lot of them, they do a good job as long as it's a reputable brand. But definitely, I mean, just say, go out there. Use one, get into it, start, you know, just start doing whatever you can to save those passwords, start changing them. And it really makes life easier because it is with you. It's not just in your notepad and your computer desk and your drawer with all the passwords on it. But like you can save all that same information that you would kind of put in your notebook Right. You know, for all your accounts and maybe, oh, I need my PIN code for this. Or I need like, yeah, like that PO box number for this. And this is the gate code over here. You can save all that in one place and it is secure and safe. You can do multi-factor authentication with it. I mean, they really do a good job. Cool, man. This was uh, informative. I don't have one. I mean, I rely on Google and Chrome to kind of remember a lot of that. But as I start to look at LastPass and some of these other ones, I, I feel like, you know, other people in my family and friends, they really need to consider doing something because there's a lot of times I'll go to log in on something on their behalf and I'm like, your password is terrible or I guessed your password. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. So I've guessed several passwords to get into computers. I mean, right. It's not difficult to say, OK, it's probably eight, six letters a word. Let's try a date of birth. Let's, let's try a right, house number. Eight characters, right. Exactly. And it's like pets' names. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not hard to get in there yeah. and to get into a lot of accounts, especially when there's no two-factor authentication. Right. I mean, it's a, it's almost – And that's a whole too other topic. That too. is a whole – right. That's totally else. But, <laughs> but yeah, so just go out there. Check it out. I mean, and if you have questions – 
do shoot me an email, um, podcast at fivearrowstech.com. Uh, check out the site, just www.fivearrowstech.com. And uh, we'll definitely you know, answer, be happy to answer any questions. Um, until then, I think uh, that's about all we have, right? Works for me. All right. Well, hey, thanks a lot for joining us, and we'll talk to you all next week. Mm-hmm.